you were talking about the garden and there was so much happiness planting. There's all these wonderful things. And then we saw somebody Mm. around the garden. Don't talk about it. (laughs) We saw somebody hanging around the garden. We saw a big fat snake. Yeah. It was the most suffering. Inside Yoga, the place where we go. Inside. Welcome back to Inside Yoga. Thank you so much for spending your time with us, for taking us with you on whatever it is that you may be doing right now, even if it's washing the dishes. Thank you. (laughs) Sham's eyes lit up. She wants me to wash the dishes. I'm here with Sham, a.k.a. Shami Bear, a.k.a. Shaima, and... She's been she's been doing something really interesting. She's been getting into the good book, if you will. She's been getting a little bit deep. What have you been doing? I've been reading the Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay, where finally. This, finally, where did this inspiration come from? I don't know. I mean it's I've always wanted to read and I've always told myself I'm not I'm not a good reader, that I do better in courses and classes. But Somehow right now, maybe for the first time in my life, I'm reading and it just feels, yeah, like every word is is so perfect for what I need to hear in my life. And it's giving a deeper meaning to my simple days. Mm-hmm. I like that. So she's reading the Bhagavatam for those bhakti yogis out there. We know the Bhagavatam is it's really the the quintessential text to read from. In one sense, the graduate version, wherever the Bhagavad Gita leaves off, the Bhagavatam picks up from. She's reading it. She's in the first part. Yeah, so please pray for me that I can keep reading, that it isn't just like a little bit of inspiration coming right now, that it will continue. Good. We're collecting prayers right now. Go ahead. Pray for Sham. She's going to finish this whole Bhagavatam. <laughs> I need all of your prayers, please. Thank you. And now... You, we were sitting in the living room and we had a nice conversation. You mentioned that there's something very special about what you're reading. What was it? Um, well, what I'm reading right now is about, is there happiness in this world? Is there true happiness here? No. Is there? Well, I think what made it more challenging for me to read before is that Srila Prabhupada has a strong... Uh, strong language and saying there's absolutely no happiness here. And in my younger years, that was really challenging to hear because I, I had the viewpoint that let's just have a, let's just have the perspective that there is happiness here. And I want to, I want to be happy here, but what he's sharing um, is that the happiness, we can find happiness here, but it's just temporary, temporary happiness. And then eventually there's suffering because everything here is temporary. So he's trying to give us the deeper happiness, which is connected to God. Mm. So I don't know, somehow that makes more sense to me now. (laughs) (laughs) It it resonates. Where before I was really against the idea that I couldn't be permanently happy here. Well, that's so funny that you say that because I remember years ago, you mentioned something that that example has always stuck with me. You said, you, you came out of the shower. You, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. You came out of the shower. And it was just apparent. It must have been a cold day. You had a warm shower. There was something about the soap mm. that was so good. And do you remember your, your realization? I do. 
go ahead and share it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you remember. You came out and you said, that was amazing. I just didn't want it to end. Mm. The shower, the the bar of soap, the mm-hmm. whatever, the scent. You said, I just didn't want it to end. And you said, that's your realization was that that must be what the spiritual world's like. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And I often think of that with simple things like right when I finish the dishes, there's that moment of bliss. It's like the kitchen is clean. And then I know it's just a matter of time where I'm going to have to do the dishes again. Or when I'm shaving my legs, it's like, yes, finally I shaved my legs. But it's just a matter of time. <laughs> As a mom, you know what I mean, guys? And then I know, you know, in a week I'm going to have to shave my legs again. Or when I brush my teeth at night, it's like, now I have clean teeth. But tomorrow I have to do it again. So there's those moments of bliss. Mm. But then it's like, okay, um, I'm going to have to do the task again. For some reason, brushing my teeth, even though I'm really good at it, brushing and flossing, it's not something I look forward to. I don't know about anyone listening. But do you look forward to the end result? Is that what you Yeah, you're I look forward to that, like, that moment of being like, wow, my teeth are clean, or mm. wow, the kitchen is clean, or wow, I pulled all the weeds out of the garden, and there's this bliss for a day or two or three, and then the weeds start coming back. I have mm. to go back and start pulling. Why, why do you think that goes on? What, what goes on? That, that it's not like, it's not okay. It's, it's finished. It goes. It's What's just, what Srila Prabhupada is saying. There's temporary bliss and happiness. So that happiness is real. Yeah. It's not lasting. It's real happiness when the weeds are out of the garden. Wow. Okay. But it only lasts a few days, even. Now, okay, well, I'm going to ask another question then. On the flip side of it, what about suffering? I, well, I, this is a zinger. I'm throwing you a zinger yeah. right now. We didn't talk about this. Go ahead. Well, how about you share your? <laughs> well, I don't know. Suffering is also temporary. Well, I, the reason I say that is because I was looking at you and you were talking about the garden and there was so much happiness, planting. There's all these wonderful things, and then we saw somebody mm. around the garden. Don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> We saw somebody hanging around the garden. And we saw a big, fat snake. Yeah. It was the most suffering. What do you mean the most suffering? That I've ever experienced. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It. Yeah, no, I've, I've been suffering for quite some time since seeing that snake close to our garden. Is it is it eternal suffering or is it temporary suffering? I mean, it's been quite eternal. <laughs> 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 no, I'm I'm still carrying the pain in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're still looking wherever you look. You're seeing a snake. Yeah, I'm still carrying that suffering for sure. Okay. It, yeah, I almost didn't step outside of the house yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom had to coax you out. I remember now. Those are the dualities. This is why this this world has dualities. That's what you're saying, and I just appreciate that now. You're reading the Bhagavatam, and you're. You're, you're having realization. You're actually having, it, it's hitting you in a profound way. And that's all that it's meant to do. One paragraph, one word, one sentence says, oh, this makes a lot of sense to me. And this makes a lot of sense to you right now. It's realization. I, I'm proud of you. I think that's incredible. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's the Bhagavatam. It's supposed to do that. It's supposed to, these sacred texts are supposed to awaken that which we already know, that which is in our heart and our deeper connection to an eternal atmosphere or a place that doesn't have, in one sense, all these temporary features to it. Mm. 
one thing that's been very helpful is not uh, not looking at reading as a task. Mm-hmm. So even if I just have time to read like one paragraph, that let that be the experience of today. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I was thinking, okay, I have to read the whole Bhagavatam. And it was just like, okay, I read this many pages per day. Or, but now it's just, okay, I see the Bhagavatam sitting there and read a sentence, read a word. That's enough, you know? Right. That pressure's off. Yeah. But yeah, the snake is real suffering. Why you got to go back to the snake? What about the happiness? The the happiness of the dishes done? Well, no, I think it maybe it's just circling up the point. Of course, there's happiness and there's distress in this world. Uh-huh. And Circle sh- it up. Circle it back. <laughs> Circle Prabhupada's- it like a coiled snake. Ooh! Gosh. Srila Prabhupada's offering us, through his words... A happiness that never ends. Hmm. And that's attractive for sure. And one thing I wrote down. Oh, she's got notes. Good. He says, this brief life is but a moment on our great journey towards self-realization. And everyone tries to make a permanent plan for happiness. The unhappy materialist can get out of it simply by desiring to get out. So seeing that snake and those that eternal suffering that I'm carrying with me is enough to want to get out. <laughs> huh. It gives you impetus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Suffering gives impetus. Haven't you experienced that? When you're suffering, you have more impetus. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm reading so much right now. Well, because of the snakes? Yeah. The snake is your teacher. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to say any more. Okay. I'm proud of you. I think this is great. You, this is this is amazing. Uh, just text, email, let us know if you like Sham on the Bhagavatam. I love it. <laughs> this is Sham's Bhagavatam class. I'm into it. Oh, we're going to keep it going. You got you, all your prayers. Just keep showering them on her, and then we're gonna. She's gonna be. She's gonna be giving these discourses on the Bhagavatam. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day, day no, no matter, matter what, what comes your, your way. way. Namaste. Namaste.